remember what you were saying about people in the burbs are people like Skip, people who mow their lawn for the 800th time and then snap? Well, that's us! It's not them! That's us! We're the ones who are vaulting over the fences and peeking into people's windows. We're the ones who are throwing garbage in the street and lighting fires. We're the ones who are acting suspicious and paranoid. We're the lunatics! Us! It's not them! Us. I don't know what to say. What, do you want me to move? Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 40. This episode will be discussing the 1989 Joe Dante film, The Burbs. But first, don't forget to visit our website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can write to our email for any kind of requests, uh, as far as topics, questions, all that good shit. And also, you can see our whole archive and our entire library of our past episodes. Uh, I think we're on 40 now. We are on 40. I just said we're on 40. You don't listen. I didn't listen. You did not listen. Sorry. Yes, we're on 40. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, it's half of 80. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 10 10 less than 50. It's... uh, uh, a two score. What's the score? Is that twenty? I think that's twenty. It's, is that four score in seven years yeah, ago? Yeah, it was like eighty-seven years ago. Yeah, our fathers brought forth. Jesus, no idea. That's a way to open up this yeah. episode. Awesome. <laughs> We're getting We're getting right into it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's excited. That's clickbait. <laughs> Jesus. Well, it, you know, no one knows what it meant. They just heard that before. Four score in seven years. No one yeah. thinks about it. Don't they don't care? Yeah, no one says. They say decades. They don't say score. Score. Yeah, kind of like I know one thinks about this movie that we're about to talk about, The Burbs, like ever. <laughs> I want to say I disagree because we we talk about it. Oh, I know then, we do. Um, but, but in yeah. terms of like Tom Hanks filmography, no one ever really mentions The Burbs. True. That's kind of why we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So, go ahead. I was gonna say so. For all you film, non-film buffs out there, there was once a period in time where Tom Hanks was not a serious actor. And it was mainly in the 80s where he was just turning out comedies left and right. He was. And this was after, uh, I believe, what, Big just came out. The year uh, before, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yep. The And because I think Big... W- uh, and then this got pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually in early... 1989. I think that it was released in February after he was nominated for, for an Oscar for an Oscar for Big. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, this is a, his heyday of comedies with Joe versus the Volcano, Big, uh, Dragnet, Splash, Splash, Turner and Hooch, Turner Hooch, um, Bachelor Party. Yep. Did you ever watch Bachelor Party? I did not. That was early, early, early in his career. I think. It might have been one of his first. One of his first ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, back when he did more funny, more funny movies, yeah. I think you're right though. This probably this got sandwiched in between when he got nominated for an Oscar, and Turner and Hooch came out 
after this. That was more popular than the Burbs. People enjoyed that one more. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just gotten forgotten about. Well, this actually made quite a bit of money. The oh. Burbs did? Mm-hmm. So it, it just got shit reviews. Oh, so okay. Uh, because when it came out, critics were shitting on it, and but it it made quite a bit of money. Um, and is actually uh, Joe Dante's been uh, said that uh, this is the film he gets recognized for the most, other than Gremlins. Other than Gremlins, yeah. yeah. Um, to where this is, he said this is the second most popular movie uh, that he's made. Really? Yep. I'm, I, I'm really I like Explorers. I'm a big fan of. Uh, I think Inner Space is a little underrated. Have you ever seen Inner Space? I saw Inner Space when I was a kid. I tried rewatching it, mm-hmm. and I think I fell asleep. Okay, might have been half tired, might have been hungover, might have been a little bit of both. Yeah, but I tried because that has Dennis Quaid, Martin Short in it. Yeah, you're big fans of those. I, yeah. yeah, I like Martin Short, and uh, um, but yeah, I remember liking it when I was a kid, um, and. Never saw Explorers. Um, Matinee was one that I yeah. liked a lot when I was a kid. Uh, we we watched that together uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think that was your first time. I don't think I n- I'd never seen it before then. No. And I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And I remember <laughs> sitting and watching. I was like, little rose colored glasses when I was thinking yeah. about this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which it's fine. It's just not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure if I watched, I haven't seen Explorers in a long time. I, I, I'm sure that it wouldn't have the same effect. Mm-hmm. It's, that I remember. I haven't seen it probably in 20 years. It's been a long time. Okay. <clears throat> but, yeah, with the Burbs, um, Tom Hanks in, in the middle of his heyday, uh, and coincidentally, he's not the comedic effect in this movie. He plays a fairly straight... It's pretty straight, yeah. Pretty straight character. Um, so who would you say is the... Uh, oh, the comic relief? Yeah. I would say everybody else except Carol. Everybody else except Carol. That's fair. And yeah, um, and and his son. Uh, his son's not really in He's it. He's not really in it. But yeah. everyone else is such a distinct character. Yeah. Um, that that whole his whole family in there feels like the only normal mm-hmm. people. Um, but Art is rewatching this. Art is such a piece of shit. Yes. He like he's the most annoying, worst friend ever. Yeah. And, <laughs> Terrible. Um. Yeah, he's like bordering, like he's a dickhead. He is, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't, uh, I, and you could tell that Tom Hanks's character just kind of puts up with him. Yeah, like, yeah, like why? As you're watching the movie, like why? Why is he hanging out with hanging him? out with him? What because he lives next door to him, and he that's can't the help only it. Only, re- yeah, right, that's he just only, can't get rid of him. Can't get. He's like, a, he's like, you know, head lice. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and Rumsfeld, I feel like, is just is the neighbor that he never hangs out with, and this is his first instance of being around him. Right. So other than that, it was just kind of like a waving at him across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just keep up with the yard, keep up with the Joneses, so that yeah. you know, I don't have to walk across the street and say, "Hey, water your damn lawn or mow your yard every now and again." You know. Mm-hmm. The uh, but I, that's what I like about this movie is that everyone feels different, um, and no one, at least. Back in this day, everyone knew what their character was, mm-hmm. and they stuck with it. And they didn't try and upstage people. People weren't trying to be funny at the same time. You don't have the... I mean, there was some, uh, I guess, improv in this movie, just because there was a writer strike going on at the time. And But it's not improv to the point where it's like a Paul Feig movie, 
yeah. bridesmaids to where every, every scene, every scene, everyone is the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all trying to be the funny one. They're all trying to be the weird, quirky, whatever. Yeah. Um, to where everyone in this movie has their own job to do their own character and everything they do is within their character. Right. As opposed to everyone's just one character trying to make everybody else laugh kind yeah. of thing. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah, Tom Hanks really doesn't have any yeah. funny moments. I, you have, there's a part <laughs> at the end that you like when he slides down the stairs. Uh, that's one of the, it's the funniest <laughs> part of the movie. It's the hands down. He just has a knack for, uh, Tom Hanks is great at uh, react reactive comedy mm-hmm. where he doesn't say anything. Like the, a scene that I think of all the time is the money pit where he's trying to take a bath. He pours the water in the bathtub and it falls down mm-hmm. like every level of floor and he just starts laughing. No dialogue. He's just good at stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. I can, you can tell that that scene was improv. He Very physical that. comedy yeah. to get his point across. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was no direction that he, he just made it up on the fly. You could tell. Mm hmm. Yeah, the uh, another scene is when he uh, after the uh, the house explodes and he's laying on the gurney, <laughs> and then he gets up and just throws the gurney in the uh, in the ambulance and lays back on. It's like I'm sick. Take me to the hospital. Just take me to the hospital. That was another improv yeah, scene yeah. that he did. Okay, yeah. honey. All right. <laughs> yeah, all improv. But yeah, so this movie's labeled a horror comedy, mm-hmm. and after watching, because I I hadn't seen it in probably five years. I never, I never really thought about it, but there's not really a lot of horror elements in it in that there's no, like, blood or violence. I mean, there's that tone. Yeah, it's more atmospheric. <clears throat> yeah, there's no, there's nothing that's going to, like, jump out and scare you, though. No. Yeah, um, yeah there's no jump scares. Uh, yeah, zero of that. And the only... I mean, when I watched this when I was a kid, the nightmare scene would scare the crap yeah. out of me. Yeah. And... Just because it was, it's a pretty good dream sequence. Like good. it felt weird mm-hmm. um, watching it, and but I just remember being scared of that scene when I was a kid. But other than that, um, a lot of it's just kind of like the, I guess the more mysterious. It's not like like we said um, jump scares. It's just more of the not knowing yeah. kind of a thing yeah. uh, that creates that suspense. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it does have that eerie sense. It does. Uh, but it does do a good job of balancing that out a lot with the humor, especially with setting up some of the tension. Uh, for example, when they go to, uh, when Art dares Ray to go knock on the house and then the music starts playing mm-hmm. and then you have the slow pan back of everyone just staring at him as they're slowly approaching the house and then... Um, it's the scenes like that in that movie that reminds me um, a lot of like Phil Lord and uh, Christopher Miller movies like the Lego movie or uh, 21 Jump Street to where they'll use filmmaking techniques. Edgar Wright does a lot of this, too, in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz is they'll use editing, music and pacing and shot movement all for the service of the joke as opposed to just dialogue and acting. Right. Yeah. Um, to where, because Joe Dante, like, uh, 
This is the scene where they do close ups of the eyes. Yeah, right? close ups of the eyes. You yeah, have yeah. that intense music, and then it ends on the dog. The dog. Close yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's a nice touch. Yeah. yeah, it's over the top, and it's meant to be over the top. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's still it's playing off of that sense of oh, this is <laughs> supposed right. to be kind it, of. It's a wink and a nod of hey guys, remember you're watching a comedy. Yeah. This is yeah. Let's laugh a little bit here. Yeah. It's not completely serious. Yep. Um, what do you think of the neighborhood? Like the looks the very familiar. It does, doesn't it? That's why I like it too. It reminds I, I, me of like my neighborhood when I grew up. You know. Yeah. They uh, they shot Desperate Housewives there. Yeah. And Universal's uh, tour lot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they did. I mean, a bunch of movies in that neighborhood. Like Rick, um, Ricky's house is actually the Munsters' house. Yep. Yeah. And then you have Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. Which uh, Mayfield, the street that the uh, cul-de-sac's on, the cul-de-sac is on, is the town in Leave It to Beaver. Oh, and Leave It to Beaver was filmed on that same back lot. Huh. Uh, which I don't know if that was intentional from the writer standpoint to where he put it on Mayfield Street to kind of clash with, because if you think about it, this came out in '89. Leave It to Beaver was in the '50s. Yep. Thirty years after, it'd be the equivalent of us talking about friends right like if someone had or seinfeld seinfeld to where someone had a coffee shop called the central perk mm. people would immediately get that to where yeah, i yeah, wonder yeah. if it was the same thing back when burbs came out and they saw mayfield place if they immediately thought of leave it to beaver right in that kind of neighborhood you're probably it, right and it kind of even opens up a little bit after the uh, the noise from the neighbor's house and it's morning and everything. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You have like the, the yeah. newspaper delivery. It looks looks very <laughs> throws it at his feet. Like yeah, <laughs> throws it at his feet and he throws a cup of coffee at him. Uh, so I don't yeah. know if that was intentional, just to get people in the mind of oh, leave it to Beaver, and then you have this neighborhood that is nothing like leave it to Beaver. Um, yeah, or if it just happened to be that that's just a coincidence. But yeah, I would think it was probably intentional. Probably. I would think. I feel like the writer. Otherwise, that would be a coincidence, like a huge coincidence. A very big coincidence. Yeah, yeah. You can name your street anything, so mm-hmm. you're probably right. And I, I like the the different neighbors, and that they like the the old man who's by himself with the dog in the manicured yard. Yep. Like I live next door to someone like that, like mm-hmm. an older lady with three yippy dogs that just maintained her yard. Yeah. To like the the utmost perfection. Mm-hmm. And then like your uh, your weird neighbor. Who has his quirks? I mean, I had a neighbor like that. wasn't a military guy by any by any means, but just was kind of odd and very particular. I I just uh, with Rumsfeld, I always just retired military. Oh, there you go. All and right, well. I I always just figured that that's what he was because I never got the sense of prepper or anything. Mm. I feel like he was in the military and he just kind of miss misses it. Oh, he missed the daily regiment of it all. But it wasn't because Ricky calls him lieutenant. But I don't yeah. know if that's real like i, I yeah know. i mean i could also see rumsfeld just being like a prepper or like a what do they call them yeah. gravy seals uh <laughs> yeah 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 um but, but no, I, I, th- I think you might be right he didn't strike me as the prepper like uh the guy from tremors and mm-hmm. Reba mcintyre you know you know what yeah I'm talking about? Yep. yeah it wasn't like him because yeah, he intense. does the flag ceremony he's yeah. very particular so i always read that as okay he's ex-military and he's just retired yeah um, and doesn't have really much to do with his time because he did his 20 years and yep. he's good. Um, but yeah, everyone is, definitely have, has their own distinct 
character, I think that everyone could easily say, oh, I know that person. I know. Yeah. Everyone knows Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone you, growing up, you knew Ricky's you, all yeah. over the place. You knew Ricky. Hey, hey, Rumsfeld, dude, what are you doing with the gun? Shut up and paint your goddamn house. Whoa. Yeah. Well, we all, we've all had the weird neighbors that you didn't really know. That maybe, mainly kept to themselves. <clears throat> kept and, to themselves. And maybe you said hi to them every now and then, but you never, you always forgot their names. Yeah, you'd always have uh, yeah. neighborhood rumors. Like, even if it was just amongst kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. oh, so-and-so, like... Yeah, they used to have three dogs, and I only see two of them. Yeah, probably ate one. <laughs> probably, yeah, something I, like that. Like, or someone gets yelled at one time from, like, stepping in their yard, and like, oh, I heard he kills neighborhood children. Yeah, and, like, yeah. you always had the neighbor who, who was like, you know, get off my yard, like, mm-hmm. don't play in my yard, or keep your dog off my yard. Even in the neighborhood I'm in now, people have signs up that say, you know, this is a dog-free zone. Don't poop in the yard. It's like every other house has a dog in this neighborhood. Yeah. Are you going to be that much of a dickhead to put in your yard? Please don't crap them. It's like, I'll pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Shit on this yard right now. I'm not picking it up. I hope I hope he, he lays a giant, giant turd all over your yard. The, step in it. So we can, we can relate fairly well to the neighborhood. If, yeah. Um, the bickering of carol and ray it's pretty good now i remember growing up and i remember thinking and maybe it's because my parents bickered but they didn't bicker a lot but Mm -hmm. the way they interacted felt very real um watching it again i guess i'll ask a hard question do you and nicole bicker that much we don't bicker that much but the bickering is familiar in the movie the like the conversation about going to the lake and vacation and what's your idea of a vacation and sure which yeah that is uh, I, I yeah. guess the intensity I think is a little over the top in those scenes at least for me uh, just because when I tell uh, my wife something that's the way it goes right so there is it's no the law that yeah I mean it's just there's no pushback there's no pushback there's no there's no discussion it's yes it's, honey no honey exactly more, more like yes honey yeah so more like you don't hear you don't hear no idea yeah, no, I, I, I don't not in your household nope you're on a tight <laughs> I, ship i do here. run a tight ship <laughs> <laughs> i'm a man <laughs> yeah god damn it um i see what you're saying though. but yeah i mean it just felt a little intense but if i mean it still feels real but i was watching it again i was like we, we don't bicker that much and i don't and I don't know if it was a decade thing because it's, I mean, even now you still have couples to where showing a loving relationship on TV or in movies, unless it's a romantic comedy, isn't done all that much. It's Mm -hmm. usually you get a lot of like the father's either a dumbass and, or you have um, just a lot of, not toxic relationships, but it's just unrealistic expectations of relationships, mm-hmm. whether that be uh, how romance is portrayed or anything like that. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say, like the bickering, it, it felt real, even though now, like after being married, it kind of feels over the top, especially that quickly kind of a thing to being annoyed that quickly mm-hmm. in a discussion of going to the lake. But 
then again, you're just plopped in this family. You could have kind of assumed they talked about it the day before and maybe the day before leading up to it or something like that. Yeah. And maybe that was there put, put there intentionally for dramatic effect impact because the at the end of the movie he actually blows up the house and mm-hmm. you know yeah he's coming to the realization everything that carol said was my, going to happen <laughs> yes. ended up happening right all right why didn't i just listen to her yeah yeah and a lot of things in there were i mean yeah they're in the, they're in there for the movie for entertainment value like when they're watching jeopardy and art's knocking on the window like i need you like any any normal guy would have been like just get the fuck away. i'm watching jeopardy yeah. with her right now go go the fuck away he's like he I'll like talk ducks to you down like no one's gonna <laughs> see him like the fuck or, yeah <laughs> Call me. Call me in an hour, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you don't need me right right this instant. Yeah, I like that scene though. Just sitting and watching mm-hmm. because I remember my parents doing that. Uh, yeah. When I was, I mean, everyone does that. They yeah. just sit and they watch the TV show, and also the outdoors, like when he takes a dog for a walk. Yeah. And to where it's after dinner, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like out and about to where you're not just inside your house mm-hmm. the whole time. Or it it reminded me of summer a lot. Yeah. Um grown up now that it's winter and people don't leave their house ever yeah but no i like the uh i thought that was really well done as far as the setting in the neighborhood and just um i mean it seems so small but it's just something you don't see a lot in movies mm-hmm. everything is so specific and particular nowadays to where it doesn't feel like a lived-in neighborhood or a lived-in kind of life of someone just having a staycation at home yep um it's just something that always stood out to me in that movie. What did you think of the uh, the Klopeks themselves? Like I used to think that uh, when I was watching, when I used to watch this as a kid, like like they're just so overtly messy and like the sun is so gross looking and they're so odd. It's like, of course they're weird, you know. Of course they have people with bodies in their in their basement. Why? Why do they have it? And then I realized watching it again, it's like, oh yeah, it's they're 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 played up this way so that the revelation at the end, when you realize that they are, they do actually have bodies in there and they are killing people. It's like, well, duh, yeah, they, yeah they're 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 fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it kind of plays with you a little bit to where, oh, <laughs> yeah, they're just weird people, but they're not bad just because they yeah. look different. But nope, nope, no, they <laughs> no, are bad no, because no, no, they no. look different. And yeah, <laughs> your your stereotypes were, were spot on. Yeah, they're murderers. <laughs> Don't worry, you were correct <laughs> in you were your correct prejudice. Of, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. It, well, I like that house as a, like the whole house in that yard as a character yeah. because they've only lived there a month and the house looks like it hasn't been touched in like a hundred years. Like yeah. the lawn doesn't go to hell that fast no, in a no. month, um, especially in, well, I think it's supposed to take place in Chicago, but the zoom in at the beginning, it's like Iowa, Iowa. Yeah. Or like South Dakota or something. Yeah. Yep. And uh, to where everything is just so run down in that house that i never even thought about that you're right yeah it, like only lived the in there paint's for a month. cracking yeah, yeah and yeah. i mean unless the naps the previous neighbors just that's how they left the house but yeah. um that's but a good no point. I, I would like to <laughs> i like to imagine that the house looked perfectly normal uh because even ray made a comment he's like you, they've been there a month you think they'd do something about that yard <laughs> To where I could take that as that's how it looked when they moved in, or it didn't look like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they just let it go to shit in a month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, that and I like how you can't really place where they're from. Like the kid dresses up in like later hosen and like he, the, the Pinocchio outfit looks like a 
uh, Bavarian. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the hell, Milk Boy. And um, well, when he says, "What is that Slavic?" Like, what is Slavic? Is that Slovenia? You're from Slovenia? Czechoslovakian? Czechoslovakian? No. What? Czech, we're in Czech the Republic? <laughs> is, that, uh, is that a country? We were educated by yeah. the American education system, <laughs> so we're not up to par we got on geographicalness. <laughs> we got uh, educated in public. <laughs> yeah, we got we got public. Yeah, <laughs> we public were educated in the public variety. Um, but I, I would assume Czechoslovakian or just Eastern European ish. Sure, sure. There's bratwurst there, mm-hmm. right? Bad tasting food. Yep. Ugh. But yeah, I like uh, I like the fact that you don't even know, like they don't even explain like why they're burying bodies in the backyard, and then why they even decided to burn people in the front. Like there was like, is it an experiment? Is it because you just wanted to kill people? Yeah. What was the no? No, nope. doesn't matter. People do that. Just people do that. No explanation needed. Yeah. I, I like to think that they <clears throat> probably just burn the bodies in the houses that they go into. Okay. <laughs> and then just use all their money and resources and then move on to the next place. Okay. All right. Um, they use all the money and resources to buy the uh, the hyper-industrialized furnace to yeah. to heat yep. up to 1,200 degrees. <laughs> so then get rid of the bodies. <laughs> to get rid of the bodies. Even though, it, oh, yeah, even with 5,000 degrees, then you still have bones that you have to deal with. Yeah, that they just right. carry around. Just, you carry in your trunk. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I like the... Uh, the offhand comments that they make at the beginning of the film to where like the crow on top of the owl mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah i didn't um i knocked on the door and it wasn't bees or wasps it was um oh what a foaming squirrel or something like all the, these weird animals are starting to go to the house and it just has this huge aura but it's just like offhand comments that they keep making throughout the movie that they just they're just throwaway lines but it's like oh yeah well they had I haven't seen crows here that much before, have you? No, I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, um, but I do like how they <clears throat> they have that dialogue because in the beginning, when they're having when Art's eating all their food at breakfast, um, stuff in his face, they make a Art makes a comment. He's like, "Oh God, yeah, it's oh, I'd, I'd hate to live next door to him." I mean, and he's just like laying it on thick to Ray, and then Ray says, "He's like, well, I mean, the naps were here, what?" five years or something and I only saw them twice and I was like they didn't even say goodbye when they moved and it, it just a quick throwaway thing and then it moved on to something else um but then they they bring it back up again when they're vi- visiting the Klopex to where oh we didn't even see a moving van and he's like it was in the driveway all day long and then they move on and they then you find on. out that they ended up killing him um but at the beginning, that there's a lot of information that just kind of supports either the setting of the neighborhood, what's happened in the past, but it's delivered in such an organic way that it's not distracting to the point that it typically is nowadays to where if somebody foreshadows something, it's done with a brick as yeah. opposed to a feather and it's just completely obvious Mm -hmm. to where the camera lingers on something too long, or it doesn't feel like an organic shot of something to where, Oh, pay attention to this dummy because we're going to be bringing this up later. Right. Instead of like this, where everything feels organic to where, yep. 
like Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, where they change the the frame of the angle on the guy who's eventually Sauron. Yeah, it's just completely out of place from the rest of the mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, yeah. To where like, oh, oh, okay, this person's right. going to be important. Exactly. Yeah, it's such a. Ugh. But yeah, I like I like to to that point when they're in the Clopex house and Ray and Art are digging digging it up and everything, and uh, they scan back outside and it's it's uh, Rumsfeld and Ricky and they're they're closed up on them and they're tracking something and you think it's the Clopex mm-hmm. and it turns out to be Art, but yeah. he, but you can as an audience member you completely forgot about Art because you you just believe that you know Art is dead this whole time mm-hmm. and you just forgot about it yeah but the way they set that up was 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 great. Mm-hmm. The, um, yeah, I mean, it just feels, I mean, it's more subdued filmmaking. I yeah. mean, even though some of the things are over the top, it's. Yeah. Like when Ray goes into the, uh, Clopex yard and the wind picks up mm-hmm. and he steps back and it dies down. <laughs> well, what did you, uh, what did you think of the sardine scene, the sound effects and everything? The, yeah, that goes in line with my, they use all the, like all the filmmaking to, mm-hmm. to get it across and. Um, I know you have a clip for this, and, I, and I'm glad you brought this up because every time, like every time I watch that scene, I know. the uh, well, I'll let you introduce it. The uh, it's the sound effect. The sound effect. It's just yeah. you can taste it. You can taste it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, uh, how are you enjoying Hinkley Hills? We just love it. Don't we? Yes. Klopek. What is that, Slavic? No. Oh, about a nine on the tension scale, Rube. Uh, but yeah, you could just feel him digging in there, yeah. peeling away the oil, just kind of dripping off the sardine. And, yeah, yeah, it's great. Do you like the the awkward chit chat too between people that don't know each other very well? I yeah. thought that, I thought that was great. Trying to come up with something just something. to talk about <laughs> something to break the silence. Yeah, and then you and they know that they're not welcome in that house, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't want them there, but yeah. they're just like Ugh. just sitting there biding time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, it came with the frame. <laughs> the I wonder. Yeah, because I mean, in that house, I would imagine everything in that house is not theirs either. It was the Nats. No. because yeah, and they wouldn't know either because they'd never been inside the house. So. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but did you hear Jason, who was a guest on here? You ever remember? Uh, me referring to his great danes as horses yes that that's because of that because of this movie because of this movie <laughs> it's like oh you got a horse yeah that is a great dane isn't it yeah i didn't even shit i didn't even recognize it what was the what was the dog's name lando lando it's what? like a french serial killer i think <laughs> it's what they named the dog really <laughs> yeah lando um yeah that was something i learned like researching a little bit about this movie oh, is really? like yeah the name of the dog if it's like on the subtitles it's not spelled correctly but the way he pronounces it is a there's a french serial killer uh really with that name yeah huh um 
Did you also know that the, uh, well, like you said, when the uh, movie opens up with the Universal logo and it, it goes into like a close up of the earth and you're like mm-hmm. to Iowa, that was the first time since Jaws 3D that a company's, uh, production company's logo was altered. Really? Like, like yeah. And, and the uh, company that altered it for this movie was Industrial Light of Magic. Yeah. The, um, they did a pretty good job with it. Yeah. The uh, for eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah, because I was watching it, and I mean, you can you can tell where yeah, they shift it's, or it's, dissolve yeah, into yeah. the next thing, um, but I mean, they stayed pretty good, and even that miniature they used uh, was pretty good. And then you can tell when they sh- they cut yeah. to actual because um, <clears throat> I think they did an actual hard cut um, to the the actual set. Yep. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, um, I remember seeing that being really unique. And I mean, yeah, they don't do a lot of that stuff. And I guess they do. They do a lot stuff. now. Yeah. A lot now for sure. I think they had what was it? Uh, zombie land, I think did it yep. with the, uh, Columbia lady. Yep. Uh, well, you haven't seen uh fast and the furious as lately. Have you? No, I saw the oh, they, <laughs> I saw they. the first four, and <laughs> then I got it. I was like, well, oh, I understand. <laughs> since you've missed the boat, Jay, they've done an initial six, and they're going to be on Fast 10 here soon. But they always it always switches into something, like a wheel. Oh, does it? Or something, and it spins. <laughs> it's just spinning. You're excited. They're revving you up for the Quarter next Quarter of a mile at a time. Quarter mile at a time, family. <laughs> it's all about family. But yeah, and of course, like Disney, it seems like they changed the Disney castle to whatever motif that movie is for, yeah. whatever the case yep. is. Yeah, whatever castle it is, they seem to change the castle yeah. to yep. suit that character. Um, but yeah, as I was researching this movie, it was just interesting to know that this is one of the first to uh, to alter that. Yeah, because, I mean, even yeah back then, so you had Jaws 3D, you had, for the Universal logo, and mm-hmm. then you had... Because I mean, you had that with Raiders, um, yeah, to where it the would Paramount dissolve. Logo. Yeah, the Paramount would dissolve into that, and they did that for all the Indiana Jones movies. Um, but yeah, other than Indiana Jones and yeah, this one I can't really think can't of anything think of in the eighties that no they really did that for. Um, but yeah, and here you have uh, Dick Miller and uh, Robert oh, Picardo yeah. as the garbage men. Oh yeah, uh, two uh, Joe Dante regulars for sure. Um, and I like how they're talking about shit that people would still probably talk about. <laughs> yes. Like going to a seminar and like, it'll change your life, I yeah. swear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go to an Andrew Tate seminar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll change your life, man. Learn to be alpha male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You have, uh, be top G. Yeah. Just make money. You have uh, Nikki Cat, who later goes on into, he plays uh, Steve Koontz. Uh, Ricky's friend, okay, uh, comes over and I think he was in Boiler Room. I mean, he he hasn't been a huge bunch of stuff, but he was later in Days Confused and Boiler Room. Um, Rance Howard, Ron Howard's dad. Yeah, Rance. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Gaines plays Hans <laughs> Klopek, who is the guy who cuts in on George and Lorraine McFly yep. in the dance. Yep, and Back to the Future. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's I know him from Children of the Corn. Yeah. I'm a yep. big, I'm a, you know, big horror fan and that was one of the first horror movies ever I ever saw. He's such a unique looking 
Like, you know, Ginger. It, it's the, it, it's the red hair. It's the red and hair. And that's why I don't trust people with red hair. That's right. Actually, I don't trust males with red hair. Right. It's frightening. It's, yeah, yeah. It is. It's off-putting. It's, Sorry for the... Wife has red hair, but, you know, that's, well, that's fine. It looks good on her. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah. Everyone else... Not on boys. Yeah. No. No, on boys, it's just... They look... They, boys with red hair, they just look like they break shit. Like all of... Like <coughs> they just... I don't know. They, they would just break something in your yes. house. Yeah, well, it's just unsettling. If there's one stereotype that's true, it's it's that. It's that, yeah. <laughs> did you did you realize, uh, like, watching the movie, Corey Feldman has got to be one of the shortest people ever. He is? He's tiny. Five, six and a half, I think. Wow. He, uh, yeah, he is not a uh, large man by any means. And, and it's... You notice that with child actors, not that they oh that they're all short, <laughs> but <laughs> all of them are. Um, but it's funny because when and I think that's part of the reason why it's so hard to shift from child acting to adult acting yeah. is when they're kids they could be cuter or um, they're picked because they're a kid that can act and they look yep. good on camera. Yeah. To where once they get older, maybe they get weird looking, maybe. They don't get tall enough. They don't have that typical movie star thing. I mean, you have a couple of. I mean, you get uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman. You get Tom Cruise. You have some people that are shorter. Yeah. Um, but you don't get a lot of them. And uh, to where I wonder if, like, once they get past that point, where like, oh, you're only five. You're not a kid anymore, but you look yeah. like a a child next to normal. Five ten adults. <laughs> yes, he did. And, um, <clears throat> well, him standing next to Tom Hanks and Rick Dukam, and I'm like, either they're very tall or Corey Feldman's extremely short. He's very short. Uh, he is not five six and a half. He's he five 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 and three quarters. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's tiny. Um, which is fine, but yeah, you it. I this is one of the few movies where he's an adult. And, yes. Yeah. And not playing. I mean, I guess he he's playing a high school kid. He's playing like um, an eighteen year old, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's definitely noticeably short because uh, most of the other movies, like Goonies and Stand by Me, he's he was a kid next to other kids. So yep. I guess yep. it wasn't as noticeable, but yeah, short man. Yep. And he's not the star, so he's not going to be getting an Apple box <laughs> like Tom Cruise walking on a platform next to Val Kilmer. Yeah. He's like six two. Yeah, I know. And. <laughs> yep. And Rick Ducom, and this is like his. Uh, I'm looking at his filmography. This is like his only semi-starring role. Yeah, it's this. I remember him in um, Blank Check. Yep, played the limo driver. Um, and I mean, yeah, he had a couple other things, but yeah, I think this is probably his biggest movie. This is it. Yeah. Everything like he was the city worker in Die Hard. I, yeah. That's whenever I see him come, pop up. Shut out it of the down. Sewer. Shut it down. Shut now. it down now. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, I was in the last Boy Scout. He had a little cameo there. He was in Groundhog Day. Played mm-hmm. Gus. Was, but like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Not a lot of speaking. Like uh, more than like uh, a couple scenes here or there. Mm-hmm. Scary movie. I guess he played the the dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't in a lot of stuff. No. Um, no. Do you think his shtick was like? After after watching it in the burbs, like it was like okay, that's that's enough. Is it, like he's a good side, like one scene or two character, not enough to like. Or maybe he's oh, maybe they couldn't th- see him as 
playing anything other than an asshole. Right. Um, then art, the annoying neighbor. Yeah. 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 It's true. Um, because I mean, I think he was a stand stand up comedian. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And uh, I just, yeah, probably just didn't work out because, yeah, maybe his character. I mean, I guess, and it could have been, I guess, Tom Hanks didn't get along with him too well could in be. this movie. That could, could have had be. something to do with it. Um, but and could have been an asshole, or could have just been typecasted as no one digging him or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but I mean, I thought he was fine in this. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, I think he's, it could have just been a norm thing too. Uh, like norm, norm, norm McDonald. I mean, hilarious person, but he was just, I mean, he was in dirty work and some, like Not, yeah, yeah, a bit part in Billy Madison, but I mean, he wasn't really, he's hugely popular now, but it also took him 40 years to, yeah, get to that point, kind of a thing, yeah. to where I just wonder if he just never got traction or never <coughs> maybe, had the opportunities. Maybe he never wanted to be a. Yeah, it could be it too, to where maybe he did mainly writing and all that crap. So. Didn't feel like it. Yeah. So. But. Do you think this was one of uh, like when I see Bruce Dern in this? Do you think this is a movie that he took to like just pay the bills because he's like a revered actor? <laughs> he's like, shit, I got to make something. I got. I got to keep. You know, something. The. I. I don't know because he's so good in it. Yeah. To where. I. I don't know. I could see him doing it because he'd think it would be fun. Yeah. Um. But thinking about like, hey Bruce, we're offering this movie, uh, starring Tom Hanks and him being like the f- the guy from the fucking mermaid movie. You know what I mean? He's not Tom yeah. Hanks that we know him today. He's definitely, he was just, you know, just a comedy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, Bruce Dern, he, he was kind of, he, he is kind of like the, the a character actor. He uh-huh. is a very good actor, but he's just been in so much things that, I mean, my guess is he either loves the work or he wanted to try his hand at comedy. I mean, this is the movie I remember him in the most. Okay. Um. And I think what was it, Last Man Standing, Bruce, some Bruce Willis movie. I think he played a sheriff in there. Is like just smaller thing. But every time I saw, it, I was like, oh, it's Bruce Stern, mm-hmm. guy from the Burbs, guy from the Burbs. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I I kind of like to think that he enjoyed it. Um, oh, he's very I mean, good in it. He is so good in it, mm-hmm. and um, and it's tough to do. I think it's tougher for. Uh, <laughs> dramatic, serious actors to do comedy than it is for comedic, comic actors to do drama. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And maybe, and I haven't. I mean, he's been in Jesus. How many things? One hundred and eighty-seven, hundred and eighty-six things. He's been in. And he's, st- he's still coming out. But he's been in five movies in twenty twenty-two. Jeez. Like he's still coming out with shit. So just I, him and Robert Duvall are just <laughs> just still going making stuff in the eighties, <laughs> in their eighties. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I can't think of anything else that he's done that is in such a comedic role. There's all the goddamn brownies. Maybe it's something he just wanted to try. Yeah, could be. Um, but I mean, he could have been in fifteen other different comedic things and Joe Dante could have 
picked up on it. Picked up on it and cast him. Cast yeah. him as that. Yeah. But so why do you think this movie? I mean, me and you obviously love the Burbs. You know, it's one of our go-to movies. If we're we're we just wanted to have it, you know, have it on, have it on in the background when we're folding laundry. It's one of those movies. Yeah. It's Puts a good us, sick movie too. It is, yeah. It's like a nice cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, a nice bowl of soup. Yep. But like, for instance, Nicole, I, she never heard of the movie. When, like when we got together, I'm like, you want to watch the Burbs? I didn't watch that in a while. She's like, I don't even know what that is. Never even heard of it. Like really? If you were to ask, like, uh, like my dad, for instance, or just a normal person who's watches movies but not like an avid movie fan like me or you, like, he, he, let's, let's watch the Burbs, and the, the, the first thing they'll say is, "I don't even know what that is." Yeah. Um, so, what's the question? Why do I think people don't haven't seen it? Yeah. Why? Do, why isn't it not as? I, don't I know, think. I think it revered. Just got, I, I I think it got lost. Um, it came out in the same year as, or around the same time as like Goodfellas. I mean, it's not, Tom Hanks isn't funny in it. I mean, he's fun. He's entertaining in it. He's yeah. not, it's not. It's not big. Yeah. It's not big. It's not like a Tom Hanks comedy. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I was going to say, do you think I, it's the horror comedy aspect like it was advertised as like a quirky horror comedy. It could have been mismarketing and it just yeah. kind of missed the boat. Um, but I mean, I think a, I'm trying to remember. I had this movie on beta and <laughs> now it wasn't, we didn't buy it on beta. It uh-huh. was, we rented the movie and we recorded it onto a second VCR. All right. And all right. that's how, I started my movie collection is recording them on blank beta tapes. Really? Yeah. I was a pirate. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah, um, rebel. Yeah, it's tattooed they, on my left shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was on there with the Karate Kid Part 2 and uh, <clears throat> some other movie. But um, the... So I think the rental market is where it became a thing and I or TV. I mean, because I don't know. I mean... I remember watching it a lot when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but we had already had it recorded on a separate tape. So it was rented by my parents at some point. My dad or my mom liked it enough to record it, um, or my brother possibly, and um, that's how it came to be. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure where they play. I mean, because it's hard to pinpoint who could have found out about it because they didn't play it a lot on TV. I feel like no, they didn't. Um, no, unlike like Shawshank was, is on TBS mm-hmm. every other hour. Um, and it's not like an evergreen movie that I feel like they played all the time. Maybe it played it on, or USA if at all, I don't even know if it, I don't, I don't remember it being on like TV. I don't. And if, unless it maybe was, that's why, yeah, and maybe maybe that's it. Just didn't get a lot of syndication yeah. on TV uh, because I feel like a lot of these movies, um, if they watched it, if they rented it, or if they owned it when they were a kid, they watched it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the next obvious thing I'm going to say <laughs> is water is wet. Water is um, wet. Yeah. But it didn't have. I mean, they played it on TV. There's TV cuts of this, but it, I don't think they played it enough on TV 
to where it became popular, spread by word of mouth, or had the ratings like, oh, we got to play this again, kind of. Yeah, thing. You're, you're, um, yeah, I think that's right. And to where I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd even call it a cult fan because, I mean, this movie does have. I mean, it's been released on Shout Factory with a special edition. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Joe Dante says it's the second most popular movie. So a lot of people know about this movie. And I feel like a lot of people our age know about this sure. movie. Our parents may not. Um, and our kids may or may not ever. But I think it was just our age group growing up in the 80s with the advent of the VCR. It became popular for us because we could rent it. Um, and, and it's PG. So it's not rated yeah. R. It's yeah. not. Um, so I think I don't know. I feel like it'd be pop. It's fairly popular with our age group, um, but again, with people that don't watch a lot of movies, I don't know. Yeah, I think. But I think it's, you're right. I don't think it's it's a cult movie because normally cult movies are uh, like not box office successes and not a lot of people know about. Not them. a lot of people know about it. And even the reviews, like critically, would be on the low end. Like uh, they're not good movies. Like the, uh, when I think of a cult movie, I think of like The Room. You know, it's, yeah, like, the worst bad movie ever made. But there's like midnight screenings and people would know the lines to the movies, all mm-hmm. acted out. Like or Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, something with like an extreme, f- like feverish fandom for yeah. something that is. It's just kind of like a very subculture kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause I remember in college, like everyone liked Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and then everyone was like, oh, it's a cult movie. And I'm like, no, it's not because a lot of people like it. A lot it. of people like it. Yeah, it's popular. Yeah. I was like, it just found its legs on DVD. A DVD, yeah. It, and, yeah. and so, um, yeah. Well, yeah. The, I, think it's, I think this movie is underrated because a lot of Tom Hanks's clout comes from like big or splash yeah or turn even turner and hooch was more successful than than this movie Mm -hmm. but i think the burbs is more unique i'd rather watch the burbs than any of those other three this is more unique to me and it's more clever and yeah entertaining and maybe we should do a top five tom hanks movies or tom hanks comedy we'd have to do two of them tom hanks comedies and tom hanks dramas um but yeah as far as tom hanks movies go it's like this one it's the burbs Dragnet. Um, oh, I forgot about Dragnet, yeah. And uh, League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. And um, Joe versus the Volcano. The Man with One Red Shoe. The Money Pit. The <laughs> yeah, Money Pit I like. That's a good um, movie, yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. And, and maybe, maybe it's just not as popular just because Tom Hanks wasn't Tom Hanks in it. Yeah. Until the end. Until the end. He becomes Tom Hanks. Yeah. And he has that raspy Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, he blew yeah. up a house. What the fuck else? Yeah. Is he what is he going to do? <laughs> he has his physical comedy moments there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think this is more of a vehicle for uh, Rick, Rick uh, Ducommon. That or, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Because um, he stands out more than Tom Hanks does. He does. And I, I think everyone... Stands out more than Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does a good job of not playing it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's why I think the movie works is because everyone else is weird compared to him. Who's a normal person. Yeah. Who's a normal person. 
and th- until like towards the end, then he starts becoming obsessed with yep. uh, finding out the truth about the neighbors and everything. Yeah, um, he has just enough evidence to push him over the edge with yeah. the toupee and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but because yeah, he is supposed to represent that every man that all the audience members can relate to. Yeah, yeah. And I thought Ray Peterson. I thought was that like in reference to Ferris Bueller? I'm like this is Ray Peterson, but. <laughs> It's George Peterson. It's not uh, Ray Peterson. Anything else on the Burbs? I don't think so. I think we I think we talked enough, right? Yeah. Go see the Burbs if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's very underrated. I I love the movie. Like I said, it's probably my favorite Tom Hanks comedy from the '80s. I would say it's up there. Mm-hmm. Very underrated. Like it's got a six point on IMDb right now. That's it's at least a seven. At least deserves to be in the seven territory. Yeah, that's why. I mean, IMDb like some of these movies. I'm like, uh, let's. Yeah, I think we're being a little harsh on something. Uh, next time, we are. Uh, well, join us next time. We are going to start a new series, one of two new series. Mm-hmm. So we have we have our top five. Yep, that new we things do coming. New do things uh, coming. do every once in a while. We are going to do two new series. Uh, one is we we're gonna scour the uh, the zeitgeist the 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 pop culture sphere and find movies that uh, kind of get shit on a lot by a lot of people and if it's a movie that we have not seen that gets shit on then we will watch it and see if it's warranted yeah is it really that bad Mm -hmm. uh we mentioned it last week um like like a twilight or a a 50 shades of gray or something but you've seen twilight so we're not going to be doing that one yep uh because um because (laughs) (laughs) because i don't want to see it either i don't want to see it (laughs) um it could be the best fucking movie ever and i don't care um and then the other side of that coin is we're going to discuss and explore a beloved film and see if it's really that good. And mm. that will be the first in our in the new series uh, of possible episodes, and that will be next week. So next week we'll, we will explore if Blade Runner is really that good. 1982 Blade Runner. 1982 Blade Runner, not Blade Runner 2049. Which, so, which me and you both enjoyed. Correct. And Blade Runner, you have seen before. It's been a while, it's been a while but yes, I've yep. seen it. So uh, I I have seen, I, I can half, I've seen, not. I haven't seen half of it. I don't know how much I've seen of it. I've attempted to watch it, I think, three or four times. But you've fallen asleep. I have fallen asleep every single time. Um, <clears throat> so I will... I will stay awake. If I start to fall asleep, I will go back, and I, I will finish it this time. Um, just let me know when you're going to watch it. I'll just, you know, I'll call you <laughs> yeah. every 10 minutes. <laughs> you awake, huh? Wake up. Um, so I haven't really seen it. Um, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of a lot of the things in it. Um, but so. It is definitely revered. In full disclosure, yes. I, I took a uh, movies class as part of my uh, elective yep. requirements in college and fawning over Blade Runner and the filming techniques and yeah so loved and it. i i took several film classes 
Yes. And I think we had to watch it in two of them. And because I mm-hmm. uh, started in one college, then I transferred to another college and watched it in both colleges. And <laughs> both times fell asleep. Fell asleep. <laughs> but what did you have to do? Write a paper and you just made it up? Uh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think I just went online and I well, bullshitted my way around. It's directed by one of your favorite directors, Ridley Scott. Yeah. Who's who's what? One for 50 in your book? One for 50. <laughs> Alien was top notch, perfect movie. And it was all downhill. It from was there. all definitely all downhill from there. Man, um, didn't make a good movie since. Yeah, even his 1984 commercial I thought was overhyped. The, uh, but um, but uh, so I'm looking at IMD right now. Yeah, IMDb 8.1, number 176 of all time. Of all time, it made the top 250. All right. Well, next week we will, <clears throat> I, and I think it's streaming on Amazon. I don't know so. if you can rent it or if it's free or if it's included, um, but it's streaming on Amazon. It may be other places, but so watch Blade Runner. If you haven't seen Blade Runner, uh, try and watch it. If you have seen Blade Runner and you love it, uh, please chime in next week and uh, yes. listen to our thoughts and then comment on the episode to see if we're correct or wrong or Yes, whatever. please comment on the episodes. The, uh, but yeah, so that'll be next time. Uh, next week is Blade Runner really that good. Uh, don't forget to visit, visit our website, castofnoname.com. All of our other episodes are there. All that good shit. So until next time, Matt. Until next time, Jay. Yeah.